Hi, and welcome to Crypto Chats, a podcast that explores cryptids, alien encounters, and ghost stories. To another episode of Crypto Chats. Um, this week we're going to do something that I haven't even started to cover yet, right? So I do, I've, I've talked about a lot of um, cryptids that are like landbound, um, and that's kind of it. That's that's really like, I that's my preferred cryptid, if I'm being honest. I like them all, but I, I really, really fuck with the ones that live in the woods and shit. So we're going to do something different this week, and we're going to talk about Thunderbirds. Um, now, like most birds, Thunderbirds are known to, you know, have spend some amount of their time on land, but primarily they're flying around and doing their thing. Um, so that's, you know, what's different about this week's topic. Um, and yeah, so uh, to kick it off, you know, um, we'll talk a little bit about the description of a Thunderbird, um, their origins as far as like indigenous lore, um, and then we're going to jump into some sightings. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So if you're not already familiar with what a Thunderbird is, they're basically these like massive, 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 like wicked huge bird creatures, um, that are bigger than any known bird species, uh, that we know of now. And they're usually all black, um, with some, usually some white markings is what I've seen, but mostly black. Um, so very similar creatures appear in a lot of indigenous lore, um, especially around the Pacific coast of the United States. Um, but there are also similar creatures in lore, um, spread across the whole country as well. It's just very, um, there's a lot kind of clustered around the Pacific Northwest. And in some of this indigenous lore, uh, the Thunderbird plays a pretty key role in, um, the climate and the way weather um, happens there. So in this lore, the lightning comes out of their eyes. Um, Their wings can flap enough, like hard enough and fast enough to create the sound that we know as thunder. Um, And then water falls off their backs and that's how we have rain. Um, And I think that's super interesting because if I didn't know any better, I would just go along with that and be like, yes, that's exactly how we have weather. I honestly sometimes want to think that that's how it is anyway. Like, fuck a cloud. There's a big bird in the sky making it rain. That's better to me, personally. Um, But one legend that I found that was interesting tells of two people searching for the source of thunder, and what they found um, was a thunderbird fighting a giant killer whale. Um, And that's one of the I guess original stories of how the Thunderbird got, first of all, got its name, right? Because it's making thunder. Um, But then also like where the idea that it can create the sound of thunder came from. Um, Throughout native lore, Thunderbirds are known specifically to be benevolent. You know, they're not known to be aggressive or mean in any way, um, but they, they had been portrayed as these like really peaceful, really benevolent creatures um, that would assist tribes in times of famine um, and help them out when they needed something. Now, that's a really nice picture. I like that a lot. But what I know of Thunderbirds, and 
I mean, keep in mind that, like, everyone's perception of how um, stories are told and how legends are created is a little bit different. But I, and this actually kind of has nothing to do with what I just said, but that's okay. I'm going to stick with it. Um, I read a book recently, a book series about cryptids recently, and this has stuck with me since I read it, and I just think about it occasionally, and I wish I didn't, but I do, so that's where we are. Um, in the book, this, uh, crazy, like, I don't know, engineer or something, some guy, created a bunch of cryptids, um, basically by, you know, finding random DNA samples and stuff, and, like, bioengineered a bunch of living cryptids, and it was crazy and weird. And he made Thunderbirds, and these Thunderbirds escaped their enclosure. All the cryptids escaped their enclosure. Just, uh, ruin it. I don't remember what the series is called. It's something about cryptids, but if you read it, just know they all escape. Um, <laughs> now I've ruined the book series for you. Um, but the Thunderbirds get out, and there is a scene in the book where, um, a Thunderbird attacks a woman and, uh, her goats, and when the Thunderbird picks her up, and this, this just sticks in my head because it's horrifying. Um, it picks her up, brings her about 30 feet in the air and then drops her just so that she'll just die on the ground and then they can eat her. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. But also like, I feel like I, this might be wrong. This might not be true. Cause I don't know this to be certain, but I think other birds do that too. Right. I'm pretty sure. So at least some of them. Not like a fucking pigeon or anything, but like, maybe like a, maybe like a really stressed out hawk or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think about that from time to time and like, I really like the idea of the Thunderbird being like a peaceful being and like being there to assist, um, in times of struggle. Uh, but I also really like the idea of it being like kind of an asshole. It just like feels right to me. So anyway, um, now we're going to talk about some sightings. Um, there are a lot of like really, really substantial sightings that have happened over the years. Um, and I think that's super cool. Um, you guys know how I feel about there being like really solid encounters with, with cryptids of any kind. I think it's awesome. Um, and I'm always here for it. So, um, we're going to start, we're going to kind of go back in time a little, uh, July 25th, 1977, um, Lawndale, Illinois, there was a 10 year old boy who was playing outside, uh, when he was attacked by two massive birds that fit no description of any known birds to that area. 10 year old Martin Lowe was picked up by one of the birds and carried over 30 feet. Um, was not clear what direction he was carried. Could have been up, could have been east, could have been west. Um, all I know is that it was not down. Uh, so carried over 30 feet before being dropped and the birds being chased off by several eyewitnesses. So that's why I brought that up. Well, that's not the only reason I brought it up, but it's one of the reasons is that, you know, keeping in my knowledge of that and keeping in that kind of like trajectory of, of th like Thunderbird personalities, I suppose, um, that fits pretty well. Um, and you know, it could just be, maybe it's a rogue, maybe there's a rogue batch of Thunderbirds out there that are picking people up and dropping them on the ground. Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah, that sucked. Sucked for that boy. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was okay. 
I'm pretty sure he ended up being fine. Um, I don't know that for certain, but I'm pretty sure he lived. Um, eyewitnesses ended up describing the bird as being all black with a white ring around their necks. Um, they had four and a half foot long bodies with an eight foot wingspan, six inch hooked bill, and three claws in the front and one claw in the back. <clears throat> That's a horrifying description. That's really scary. I, in general, just kind of think birds are kind of scary. So, you know, that's got me feeling a little shook, but you know, I do my best to steer clear of giant birds anyway. So yeah, let's move on from that. Um, so in 2001, uh, in Pennsylvania, it looks like in September, there was a 19 year old who claimed to see a giant winged creature flying over route 119 South in Greenfield, Pennsylvania. Um, What's interesting about that is that this eyewitness reported hearing a very loud sound that was very similar to a thunderstorm before looking up to see this massive creature with a 10 to 15 foot wingspan. Um, and the witness described it as being like black or grayish brown um, and definitely a bird uh, that passed overhead at 50 to 60 feet in the air. That's crazy. That's insane. Um, <clears throat> A wingspan of 15 feet, anywhere from 10 to 15 feet, is a scary amount of length for a wingspan, if you ask me. I think it's it's honestly just scary to think that there are creatures that could be that big, because that's, that's fucking massive. That's like two of me. It's like two of me. That's so scary. I'm already kind of tall. You throw another one of me on top, that's fucking frightening. That is frightening. But also, like hearing what sounds like almost thunder. Um, and I think a lot of people probably in their situation would have assumed that maybe it was a plane or something um, and kind of just wrote it off. But I don't know, like a giant bird that sounds like it's bringing a thunderstorm with it. It's just, that's, that freaks me out. I don't know about you guys, but that definitely freaks me out. Um, so then we're going to fast forward a couple of years um, to 2013. And this is also in Pennsylvania. Um, but you know, about 12 years later, um, May 26th, which is actually my brother's birthday. Um, and three days after mine, uh, anyway, <laughs> two friends, uh, were walking, uh, near Bryn Athen Castle. I hope I wrote that down right because my handwriting is garbage and it doesn't look right, but that's okay. Bryn Athen Castle. Um, where they saw a giant bird in the sky. They heard the creature before seeing it, saying it was extremely loud. Um, again, sounded like a thunderstorm before they noticed it. Um, and they claimed that the wingspan was at least 10 feet. Um, now this sighting doesn't have like a ton, a ton of evidence. There was more than one eyewitness, which is awesome. Um, but because they didn't get super close to it, they didn't get a lot of description. Um, in it and that goes for the one in 2001 as well um, but that you know keeps the mystery alive keeps it keeps it mysterious and spooky um, so then we're gonna jump another couple years ahead in 2018 um, and this one comes from Alaska this was in January in Alaska um, so a woman spotted a giant black bird while driving um, she was driving down the road and she again heard the bird before she saw it and described the same thing. It sounded like a thunderstorm was rolling in, um, but very close. And when she looked up, she saw this massive black bird. 
Um, <clears throat> now, I don't know if this woman was, like, local to the area. I don't know if she was, like, a, you know, Alaskan-grown woman or anything. Um, but generally, like, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, generally when you grow up somewhere, you kind of know what animals you have around you. Um, so for there to be this, like, giant creature that you don't recognize that is hovering around you and bringing a thunderstorm, that's scary, right? Like, that's, that's freaky and weird. Um, and with all of these sightings, people kind of, like, stepped back from it being like, don't love that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I think it's funny, too, because in 2018, that's when um, the conspiracy theory that birds don't actually exist kind of, like, took some, took flight, took flight a little, no pun intended, um, gained some traction, and people started being like, haha, yeah, birds are government drones, which I think is a hilarious conspiracy theory. I do follow Birds Aren't Real on Instagram because I just think it's very funny. Um, and also, I'm not, you know, someone pointed it out to me, and now I'm not fully convinced that birds do exist. Uh, so unless you got proof, um, don't hit me up. Inbox is closed. Anyway, uh, enough about the conspiracy theory that birds are not real while I am discussing a bird-like cryptid, because uh, that doesn't seem super helpful right now. Um, I'm going to <clears throat> discuss a little bit a sighting from 2020. And this one's, this one's cool because it is very close to home for me. Um, and this sighting actually comes from a friend of mine uh, who I used to work with. And he texted me very shortly after this weird moment happened. Um, and before you guys get too excited, um, he didn't actually see, like, a Thunderbird itself. He saw something, but he didn't see what he necessarily thought was a Thunderbird. Um, and, you know, I, this is going to sound so stupid, but when it comes to cryptids, like, um, anyone who knows me comes to me for advice and information on it, and I... Uh, I understand why. Um, so he texted me immediately and, you know, asked me if we had any giant bird-like cryptids in our area, if we had any sort of, like, flying cryptid or, like, um, he, you know, said Thunderbirds specifically because, you know, Zach is not totally out of the loop when it comes to cryptids, especially because he did work a grueling four years with me in the same store and had to listen to me talk about cryptids before I started this. So... Um, he had texted me asking if I knew if we had, um, any sort of history of that here in New Hampshire, which we don't. We don't have a ton of, uh, cryptid sightings kind of in general. We have our own local cryptid, but that's, that's kind of it. Like, you know, there's not, well, I don't want to say that's it because that's not it, but there's not a lot happening in the woods of New Hampshire. Um, and certainly not any Thunderbird sightings before this one. Um... So, in Hampton, New Hampshire, um, which is right by the beach, uh, Zach was driving through, um, one of the beach roads and saw a massive black shadow go over his car and it consumed his entire car. So, while he was driving, you know, very suddenly he was within this, this giant shadow. Um, and when he looked up to see what it was, he couldn't actually see anything more than like the tail end of this creature going by because it was going in the opposite direction of him 
um, and it just looked like a weird shadow of a bird. Um, and as I said, we don't have anything in New Hampshire that is big enough to be able to cover your whole car with its shadow. Um, except for like maybe a moose, but moose don't fly. And if they did, that'd be fucking scary. So I don't know. I, I would like to think that it's, you know, a rare New Hampshire Thunderbird sighting. I don't know that for sure. I obviously wasn't there and Zach only got... Um, a brief glance at the shadowy creature flying above him. Um, but who knows? Like, maybe we'll all keep our eyes out and whatever that was will start popping up a little bit more. Um, or maybe Mothman wanted to go to the beach. Maybe he said, you know, Hampton Beach seems popping. And he flew his ass up here and went to the sea catch. Got some fucking Blinks fried dough uh, before he went back to Point Pleasant. Anyway. Um, I want to like talk a little bit about one random conspiracy theory that people have to try to explain away the existence of a Thunderbird, um, or not necessarily like explain it away, but kind of like justify it to themselves. Um, and this is one that I feel like comes up in a lot of cryptids, a lot of, um, a lot of cryptids that have any sort of, even like the tiniest, um, you know, resemblance to a fucking dinosaur at all. Like, there is always a conspiracy theory that it's just a dinosaur that has somehow survived all these years, and, <clears throat> you know, the Thunderbird is no exception to that. Um, for some reason, people really, really, really want to think that it's a dinosaur. Um, and personally, I don't think that's possible, just because of the time frame of which we had dinosaurs on the Earth, um, and where we're at now. But I do think it's interesting and I, I like that a lot of people want to try to like explain cryptids by, you know, continuing to think that dinosaurs still exist in our day and age. Like I love that. I think that's awesome because dinosaurs are pretty cool, but I don't think any of them really have survived <laughs> this long. Also, this doesn't really have anything to do with what I'm talking about, but it just popped into my head. So I'm going to say something about it. Um, I watched a TikTok recently, and there was a man who was talking about this conspiracy theory that he had that was kind of fucking crazy, but you know what? I fuck with it, and I want to bring it up. Um, his conspiracy theory was basically that we've never found a full T-Rex skeleton in all of our years of finding dinosaur fossils and being able to stitch together some of these animals that lived before us. We've never found a full, complete T-Rex skeleton. And a lot of people think that it's because um, it's mostly hollow bone and that doesn't really fossilize that well. But this guy made a very convincing point. And I'll tell you, I do actually really like it and I kind of fuck with it a lot. His point was that the reason why we have never found a full T-Rex skeleton is because the T-Rex was actually a dragon. And I like that. And I'll tell you why I like that. And I'll tell you why I think it makes sense. I like that because dragons are fucking cool. And I don't know. I feel like I just like them a lot. And they're mean and scary, but sometimes kind of nice. And like, I don't know, you play Breath of the Wild and like they give you their scales and it's very sweet. And they just like fly around in the sky and they're really nice and just chilling. But also I'll tell you why I think 
that that's a possibility. And he said this too. And I, I very much, as I was watching this TikTok, I was thinking this and then he said it and I was like, great, we're on the same wavelength. In every single culture, just about um, across the entire world, there is some kind of a dragon in, you know, the early ages of these civilizations. And I think that's because instead of T-Rexes, we had dragons. I think that's why. Um, I mean, you can disagree all you want. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably just continue to think that um, T-Rexes are fake and dragons are real because that just feels right to me. And yeah, um, that's really kind of all I got for you guys today. I know this was a weird um, extra rambly episode, but that's okay because that's why you're here, right? Um, anyway, so gonna do a, my quick Patreon shout out. Um, and I still only have my one sweet, lonely patron, my sweet friend, Akatooch. Um, if you have been looking for my Patreon, it is in the description of all of my episodes. Um, it is also in my link tree. Um, and it's right there. Got some cool stuff going on. Um, got, you know, pretty reasonable tiers and a lot of interesting things that you can kind of, um, experience when you, when you subscribe. So, um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I will be back next week with another cryptid or ghost or maybe an alien. Who knows? Um, guess you'll have to stay tuned to find out. Thanks guys. See you next time. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.